everybody. Welcome to Read This, Read That. I am Jackie Reed. I'm Joanne Reed. What's up, cousin? Too much, sister. This is one of is those it, Fridays. This is <laughs> just one of them days. I'm telling you. Woo, Lord. It's Lord, Lord. And when does it end? After your show, typically, are you good to go? Yeah, after the show, the, it, basically, it's going to be back to back to back to back until the show is over, and then I will be off. So as of 8 p.m., I will finally um, have my breakfast. <laughs> well, wait, I want to talk about this back to back to back to thing. You got me thinking about something. I'm going to talk about it in our wind down. But first, we're going to start with our moment of joy. We, You know we named it that because of your name. <laughs> but this one is a good one. You probably heard about this one. Um, and we'll have to post uh, the video on our social. But John Legend... Um, was a commencement speaker at Duke University. And not only did they get a tremendous speech from John Legend, but he sang a bit of the song that he wrote with Common Glory. And just to hear him break into that song a cappella, it just made me smile so much. Wow. That's amazing. Enjoy. Can you imagine? Oh my God, that would be the best. It, what, now, was it virtual or was it in person? They were in person. It well, it, yeah, I think they were there. I think they were in the audience. I only okay. saw him on yeah. the stage, but there were other, you know, leaders from the school behind right. him, and I could hear the cheering. I mean, yeah. it seemed like it was he, he was there. Well, wow, that's a, that's a good get, Duke University. Wow, I know. really good get. That is so, great. Well, no, it, it is amazing because the real only reason I asked if they were real or virtual because you know the White House has banned all of their cabinet officials from doing in-person commencement speeches. They, they're not they're not able to do it. The only people who are gonna do in-person commencements are the president and the vice president who are already scheduled. I think one is doing the Naval Academy and the other's doing, they're both like military related sort of uh, academies, but they, yeah, they're not letting them do it. You're like the Wild West up in this camp. The, wild, the White House might say one thing, but if, across the country, it depends on where you are. Even if you're a liberal or a conservative, there's just no kind of one, you know, single mandate on how these, you know, how people are dealing with the pandemic and the virus and everything. It's yeah. just, it's just crazy. But okay, so what's your wind down? Well, my, well, first of all, my, my, before I do my wind down, I have to say how fabulous you're looking today. I'm loving your look. The head wrap is perfection. The earrings are gorgeous. Look at this. We got jewelry. We've got rings. We are, you are doing glam on this Friday, my sister, my, my, my sister, cousin, you look listen, amazing. Listen, thank you. I, I appreciate that because you know, I'm off today. And your skin is looking else. crazy good. Look at how good your skin, honey. <laughs> Baby, if y'all listening to this on the, on the podcast and not watching it on video, you are missing it because this, my cousin's looking fly today, honey. Yeah, listen, you're always I, fly. Listen, I appreciate it, girl, because you know, I got my Crocs on. I got my Crocs on. <laughs> Don't give it away. Now you done messed it up. See, this, like, <laughs> I'm trying to say the Crocs woman looks black. And I got on one pink sock and one blue sock. She so, done messed it up. <laughs> Jackie Reed cannot even say a compliment without like undermining it by being like, yeah, but you know, I got on some Crocs. <laughs> Bloated waist. Thank you. The glass thank you. Stops. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. What's your wind down? Because we got to get to your read for this week. We're going to make time for this. Wind down quick. I don't take it quick. What is my wind down? Well, I guess, uh, I guess, uh, I guess my wind down would be, I cannot wait for the weekend because I'm tired. Yeah. And I literally, I think I might sleep for a minute. Oh, no, wait. What am I saying? My wind down is the new puppy. 
The new <laughs> puppy is the wind down. What am I saying? It is Where's the baby? Nala. Let me, Nala, the new baby in the house. I need to get her because she's running around the house somewhere. We have a brand new baby in the house who has taken over the home. Uh, she is our boss. This is the smartest puppy ever. Because, you know, y'all remember Turbo. Turbo was lovely, but Turbo wasn't like, we're super, not gonna super intellectual. We're not going to speak ill Turbo. But we love Turbo. He was wonderful, but he was kind of May a goofball, right? May he rest in peace. May he rest in peace. And we all missed him so badly. So we weren't sure we wanted to go back and get a dog again because it's painful when you lose a pet. You yeah. know, it was really hard. Everyone was devastated. Yeah. We still all are devastated. We have his little ashes, you know, and we have a little shrine, little thing to him with a little statue. That yeah. was, I mean, so we, we love Turbo forever, right? Turbo Reed. But so we were, but I decided that I was going to go ahead and get Mr. Jason a, a puppy for his birthday, which is coming up in May, May 15th. Uh-huh. So we tried, I tried to trick him so he wouldn't know. But I, of course, you sent, have time for that. I know I sent the email to the rescue because, you know, we want to do a rescue because we say it's more, it's more reputable, moral than doing like yeah, yeah, yeah. puppy farms. You always want to do a rescue. So I had reached out to this rescue that had this beautiful dog we found on Pet Finders. And we and they and we had to do a whole application. Girl, we had to get references. We had to give references. Yes, as you should. And so the email was coming through an email that he I kept forgetting that he does check this email. It's, a, it's an email that we both use, but I thought I was the only one that ever checked it because it's like, you know, the lawn man and stuff like that is emailing us. <laughs> Baby, when I tell you he checked that email and saw it, and then he was like, Are we getting a puppy? And then I texted back. No, but I put three dots after it because I was trying to think of what my excuse was going to be for why this dog application was there. And then I quickly texted the kids, like, give me an excuse fast. And they were like, you put three dots after it. You've basically given it away. Yeah, that's like a but. Well, I tried to make the excuse that I was really getting the dog for my auntie Dolly. And so he kind of sort of believed it at first, but it all fell apart, honey. He figured out. Then he like told the daughter, he was like, do not be bringing a dog into the house without telling me about the dog because all the truthfully all the pets we've had most of them have been surprises to him when he got home from work (laughs) he gets home from work and there's a cat he gets home from work and there's a dog he comes home from work as a different cat like the the pets have all been a surprise so he was like i want in on the conversation before we have another pet so we ended up letting him in on it i got him a different present he's getting something else for his birthday and it's now a family dog but let me tell you nala the dog nala is so smart She's already figured out how to go, not just up the stairs, but down the stairs. Aww. We put a gate to try to let, let her poop in the laundry room area, which is like yeah. a, a, a mudroom. She already figured out how to scale it, climb over it, come out the cat door. Turbo never figured out how to get how to get out. She done figured out in one day how to get out. He, he was just the size of her. He had claws just like her. He never could figure out because he could jump high in the air, but never figured out how to get over it. Baby, in one day. Nala figured out how to come up, climb over the gate. She can go up the stairs, down the stairs. She has taken over the whole house. And oh uh, Mr. God. Isis, the cat, is getting exercise because she chases him, boxes him. The same things Turbo used to do. So he's he at first he acted like he hated it, but he really secretly loves it because now Aww. he has a, a, a little friend again. And so yeah. I think he was lonely and like really acting weird after Turbo passed. I think he was yeah. really missing him. They missed each other, yeah. And you could see he was mourning. He was really mourning. And he was, I mean, sleeping on the stairs instead of sleeping in his bed, just like literally sleeping on. So he was, he's really been acting odd, being really like needy and affectionate because he normally doesn't need a whole bunch of affection. He's been needy. Mm -hmm. So long story short, the end of my wind down is we have a new pet and also Mr. Isis has a new pet. (laughs) It's like uh, Goofy and, and, uh, what was it? Goofy and Pluto where Goofy's dog. dog. (laughs) 
yeah. So it's kind of Mr. Isis's pet. So yes, that's my wind down. New I company. love it. Well, congratulations for the new member of the family. Thank you, ma'am. We love animals. We love well, animals. I know you do. And this one can really hug you, not like a chicken. I want to see that picture. I want to see that picture. I'm going to, I'm going to get the picture and we're going to put, we will post, I have video and pictures, which we will post on our, uh, on our Instagram. Yes, please do. Please yes. do. Well, my wind yeah. down is going to be quick because we have a great guest coming up and you yes. know, you're talking about having things back to back to back. And that's usually on many days. I will schedule things back to back to back. Well, I was speaking with, um, a, a friend of mine, uh, Koya Webb who is a yogi and a vegan and just a real wellness expert. I mean, y'all follow her on social media. She's amazing, Koya with the K. She told me she also is very busy um, and has a lot of things back to back to back. And she, you know, she's, she told me, she said that she schedules 15 to 30 minutes in between everything, no matter what it is, because that back to back to back stuff is exhausting. And I used to do that with no thought. I'd be like, oh, let me do this at three. Let me do this at 3.30. Let yeah. me do this at four. Let me do this at 4.15. But I would just take up all the time without, and she, I, hearing her say it, and I started doing that. And it, when you can, it really makes a difference. Yeah. It really makes a difference to pause in between, uh, even if it's 15 minutes, it can't be like two yeah. minutes. But like 15, 30 minutes in between things. And that's how I started scheduling things. It made such a difference. That's a great idea. No, you're right. Because even like, you know, because, you know, Miss Jazz, 30 of my minutes were being tortured by Miss Jazz today. So that, <laughs> and then I needed recover for 30 minutes and then shower, do makeup so I could get on a meeting that was a Zoom and then get on this Zoom. So literally 30 of the minutes were being destroyed and tortured. Um, yeah. But one of the things that she has taught me that is very good, and she works with a guy who is an expert in like breathing and mindfulness and stuff. And it's very true. If you can even do 15 minutes of deep breathing, you'd be surprised how refreshing it is and how like it gets your mind together, it gets your soul together. Oh, let me tell you, breath work is like my new drug. I do it all the time and it revives me. And we're going to have jazz. Your suggestion that we have jazz on the show is a great one. So we're going to have her on the show very soon to just talk about, you know, working with you and, you know, just wellness and mindfulness and breath work and all that stuff. And lo losing, I think you suggested that we have her come on to talk about kind of losing that COVID. That COVID really. 20. Have you seen Will Smith lately? Yes, ma'am. Everybody's putting it on because everybody's sitting home. Think about it. The things you used to do, like even just walking to the subway, walking around, having to go Girl. to the supermarket, walking around the supermarket was exercise. And you yeah. people don't realize we're now Instacarting. So we're now not doing the, just not doing the anything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, think about it. And then even for, you know, God rest turbo, just walking him. That's out, right? And this puppy's too little to go outside. So we're, there's no reason to walk around. You're getting from a, your house into a car if you're going anywhere. And then back to, you put on that weight fast after a year of sitting home yeah. watching Netflix. But then, people, but then people don't want to talk about it. They want to keep it private. And so what yes. Will Smith did was say, listen, and this is what I love about him, right? Now he has created this whole movement challenge and gone viral with it. And now all these guys are posting their dad bods <laughs> and he's doing something with Facebook. And he said in 12 weeks, he's going to be in the best shape of his life. And he's saying, everybody who's doing this, Anthony Anderson, all these folks, he's like, let's 12 weeks, guys, let's post them. 
And, and that's the thing is that, that it gives you like a sense that you're not doing it alone, right? And I think yeah. the, the yeah. you've you said this a lot, Cousin Jackie, I think it is so true, is that the thing that always gets put last is ourselves, right? Is that self-care yeah. gets put last because it's like, okay, I got to do this. I got to do this meeting. I got to get on this Zoom. I got to do this. And you just think about all the things you have to accomplish. And the one thing you don't accomplish is care of your own self. And yeah. your body will run down quick and, re, and, and literally turn on you in a hot minute. In and a it's not hot even minute. That, right. And so it's like people are out there. This is another thing Jazz said to me that I thought was, it, it was like a light went off. She was like, people are out here worrying about what the virus would, what the, not the virus, what the um, vaccines will do to you. But they're not worrying about what the food you're eating is doing to you, what the stuff you're putting in your body. Is I've been saying this to you for, forever. You have been. And I have she been was like, you can't it think forever. Twice. You cram yeah. McDonald's in, but saying, I'm not going to take this. Uh, vaccine because I don't know what's in it. Baby, you don't know what's in a Big Mac. <laughs> like you really well, by generally the, don't. And by the same token, people are like, oh, I don't want to eat the impossible burger because it has this, this, and this. I don't want to eat, you know, the Beyond Burger because what's in it? What's in it? Meanwhile, you're eating, you know, Kentucky fried chicken with the grease that's been chicken. there for, for who knows how long. You right. know, like you said, McDonald's, Burger King, all the you know preservatives and antibiotics that go into the meats. I, I mean, it's just like we don't we don't pay attention to it until it's something new. But we've right. gotten so used to because we were raised um, on this eating. So you're so right. We got to pay attention to what we're putting in our bodies, and that includes meat and dairy. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So our good friend Mark Lamont Hill is here. So we're going to get to him in just yeah. a moment. Mr. Mark Lamont Hill. Our friend to the show and friend to both of us who haven't has not even had time to update his Instagram bio to say that he is now a new anchor <laughs> and host at the Black News Channel. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I'm 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 excited. You know, the only thing is, and I blame y'all for this. What? Um nobody told me like working every day was like a thing. Like I, I like I'm used to like popping in, you doing weekly shows, hosting this, that. Right. But going to work every day, having to go to meetings every day. It, right. It's a job. It's a grind, right? A daily it's a show. Grind. Grind. I forgot too. I was doing a weekend show, Mark, and I was like, oh, this weekday thing is a whole different level of job. Yes. Daily, it's a job. It's a it's lot. It's a job. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a lot of responsibility, but you are doing a great job. Uh, loving that show, breaking news all the time, getting all these exclusive. Look at you with your bad self. I'm trying. <laughs> How's it going? How's it going over at the new network and 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 being an anchor or a host as part of this new lineup? It's fun. It's it's a lot of fun. You know, um, working with what's kind of a startup is interesting because you start with zero audience. Like you don't inherit an audience. You don't have a lead in where people are already watching and you get to plug in. It's like, you, you know, you're building an audience from the beginning. So I have to manage my expectations, you know, but it's growing fast. You know, we're getting good, good, uh, good feedback and uh, the audience is growing really, really quickly, I think. And, um, and I love, I love what we're doing. I love being able to think of stories and not have to worry about whether they'll get approved or not. I like being able to call people and get them on. You know, I, I like being able to kind of have control over the content. So it, it's been so much, it's been so much fun. You know, and Mark, can I, it says, because you like the, 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 all three of us, we've all worked in mainstream media. 
Um, and so just talk about the difference between, cause you know, I've, I've worked for black media and I've worked for mainstream media. It is a very different <clears throat> environment. Like you said, in terms of the space that you're given to talk about stories, um, or is it, what, what, what do you feel like is the difference? So, so far, and, I, and I've worked for all kinds of black media too. So th- I, I would say that this is the first time where we have the time, the space, the resources, um, and the will um, to make it happen. Like I'm still at BET, BET News. I love BET. Um, the only, the difference is BET isn't a news channel. Right. So there's always, you're always going to be fighting against the ratings thing. You're always going to be fighting against whatever movie or whatever show, whatever reality, whatever the thing is that honestly pays the bills in a way that news just does it. Cause we haven't created that appetite. So, um, here it's like an everyday thing where the news is the story. And instead of having a fight to get, like when I was at other networks where you had to fight to get the black story in or get a black angle or a black guest, you know, in fact, earlier this week, I said to somebody on the team, I said, you know, we, we haven't had any white people. You know, let's get a white person. Just tell me what it's like. <laughs> and that was like the first time that ever happened to circumstance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, no, when we used to work on, uh, when I used to work on AM Joy, what we used to call integration was getting sometimes we would just sit around and we would look at the table and it would just be all black people and then we would all yell chocolate sunday like all the same time because <laughs> I mean, we, weren't, we weren't intentionally doing it. it was just like we need this we need that we need this we need that and it just happened all these people were black and so oh. we'd be like let's integrate an adderall <laughs> well you know what's amazing is when you have someone who is a host or an anchor of color then your contacts right are mm-hmm. more much more diverse, which yes. is why we need diversity, you know, in mainstream. But it's why it's so refreshing for something like the the Black News Channel to even exist, um, because you don't have the, like you don't even have to say, well, let's make an effort to have this person and that person for the most part in order to make it diverse in comparison to what else is out there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Your, your contact list is already, if you need a doctor, they're probably going to be of color. You know what I mean? If you need a lawyer, if you need a, you know, uh, a tech person, if you need this, the experts that you pull from, you know, are going exactly. to be people of color. Yeah, it's beautiful. And the team too. That's the other thing. Like I got to hire a black staff and I got to say hiring a black team, because I was, I prioritized hiring black women. And, and, and this is a good challenge was that so many were hired already because networks are just snatching up black folk right now. Yes. Like, I, I, which, I, which is a good problem to have. Yeah. But, but I'm, but it's still like, you know, but it was interesting to say, like, we're not just gonna have a black person on camera. We're going to, we're going to say we need the teams to be black because that's where the ideas come from. Yeah. And, and so can you talk a little bit about like what kinds of stories uh, people are going to see on your show? Like what can they expect? Yeah. I mean, you're going to see a little bit of political stuff, um, which is great. You know, like I, I want, I, I, I want to expand our minds because now when people say news, they really just mean like politics. Yeah, yeah. And and I want to kind of go back to the old, you know, even like even like BET Tonight days, where you know you you would cover the big political stories covering black folk, but but you know you'd also see uh, entertainment, you'd also see health stories. You know, black people care about housing, healthcare, you know, and they care about their hair. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like all that stuff should be on a show, and, and so that that's the goal. You'll also see, so on a given night. You know, we'll have like uh, we did, we got that uh, exclusive with Patrice Colors, which was great. You know, yeah. again, it was like having contacts and, and and people feeling like it's a safe space to have that conversation. Um, well, we got to ask some tough questions, but then you'll also see Hollywood actors. You'll see, you know, we did a deep dive on that critical race theory thing earlier this week, where I had that this fool on from uh, <laughs> from Georgia who was who said, "My first day as governor, I'm gonna ban it." You know, as soon as you find out what it is, <laughs> you know, um, I'm gonna and, look it up. 
Right. I'm gonna find the definition of it. Oh boy. I'm gonna ban it. Exactly. <laughs> that, <laughs> was <laughs> that was exhausting. And you also, I love, you know, and and uh Bevy, our good friend Bevy gave you a, a wonderful compliment on social media. She's a, a a champion of you, she loves you as we do, and she gave you a nice shout out. She said that you could you could talk about anything you know, from mm. politics, international affairs, as well as pop culture. And that for you, for, for your show, it will all be blended together. Although you need to leave Joe to see a I knew that was coming. <laughs> you know, it's coming. Wait, hold on a second. I missed it. What did you say about Joe? You tell her, you tell her. Marcus. Okay. So a couple Fridays show. ago, it, it, first of all, I didn't start this. Uh, Panama Jackson from Very Smart Brothers wrote a piece <laughs> saying that Joe was unbeatable in a versus battle. Okay. And Ask. I said, that's a reasonable position to take. It's but, very reasonable. But the Jodeci lobby in this country is very strong. It is. And they have made it so that there's no honest dialogue anymore. Let's be honest here. New, hey, new edition beat them. All right. So, so I was just that I was literally going to say that the one battle that I would love to see is new edition v. Jodeci. That would be a an epic battle. Epic and battle. But, but new edition wins it. But what what your guest said, and this is this, this, and listen, I am a new edition. I love both both. I love new edition, but Jodeci with the slow songs, he made a good point there. Lady he made I like okay, uh, now <clears throat> come on, telling you, come this on. Is, I mean, now now I give you I give you new edition, definitely the best boy band, hands down. Yeah, can you stand the Did you bring up? Did you bring up boys to men? Okay, so here's what I said. I said the easy win is new edition. I said the competitive battle is boys to men. Now, what, what the difference is, and this is why I always say there's a difference between hits and jams. Boys yeah. to men has more hits, but Jodeci has more jams. And so <laughs> I think you could make an argument for Jodeci beating boys to men unless you, because you know, nobody really wants to hear well, on bended knee. Except, well, I, no, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Because boys to men... Not when, not, not when freaking you come on a, or or come and talk nah, to me. Boys, no, nah, I don't know about that. No, I I mean, I love Boys to Men and I love their slow songs, but I'm telling you, I like, even if you did slow jams versus slow jams, right? Or you mm. know, just the jams. If you just did that, could you say that Jodeci could win that against New Edition? What do you say, Joy? Huh. See, this is just slow jams, but, but only jams, doing slow jams, not hits. Because Mark, you were smart to make that distinction. You, 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 see, now you're making it too complicated, right? You're not just doing it apples to apples. You're saying slow jam only. <laughs> but this is what I love about his show. Like he can, you can, he. It will give you so much of you know what people are talking about, and give you something that people are going to go to the water cooler and talk about. Um, but, but I got roasted for this, and you know I got roasted for this. I'm gonna tell you, you why. Yeah. Because I added a third piece. Oh, what was that? I can't remember. High five. Now that's oh, come on. High five's not even in the conversation. High five's not in the conversation. That's what all black people do. No, no. That's what black people do. made Jackie Lee. No. I'm sorry. No. Not in, they're not, no, high five's not in the conversation. Not even number of I am the world's biggest high five fan. And Clearly. Clearly. You're the one man high five lobby. Yes. Yes. All alone. Yes. I mean, but I'm on the right side of history. Going along pretty well. You had a good intellectual discussion going that was mind challenging. That was thank you. And then you went and dropped right on off with high five. 
Yeah. I, I think y'all are grossly underestimating High Five's contribution. And this is what happens. This is what happens. This is what the lobby does. And the, 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 the Jonas lobby, again, and silence all conversation. So this is part of my job now is to, is to open up the conversation for people so that they can, so people can be heard and seen. I can't. I'm, I speak for those voices. Okay, let me just ask you this question, Mark. Real talk. Are you managing mm-hmm. high five on the side? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish I could. If I could find them. <laughs> Case closed. Case closed. Oh, try to find KC. <laughs> Listen. That's blasphemous. KC drove, blas- drove my Uber last week. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fork tongue. Fork tongue. Listen, okay, so let me ask you a serious question. And this goes to you too, Joanne. You know, because you guys are, are are doing hosting these primetime shows. And that interview, uh, Mark, with Vernon Jones the other night, oh mm. my God, it was so disturbing. But I, I asked this to both of both of you all. When do we get to the point? And are we there yet to to you know when it comes to these Trump pundits who you kind of know, you know, that they're kind of towing this line, this lie, all these things. Like, when do we when do we not give them airtime? You know, why mm-hmm. is it important to have someone like that on, you know, um, who you know is just kind of not telling the truth or perpetuating a lie? For me, it's about, and again, I'm at a slight disadvantage because those debates, those arguments, they sell. That's what people want. That's what gets eyeballs. When you're building a show, sometimes you got to do that more than I probably would if I had a million people watching. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But um, I also think it's important. It's the same reason you you, you quote tweet an idiot and, and, and clap back, right? Some right. of it is ego, some of it is attention, but some of it is modeling a certain kind of response for your audience and and sh- and, and and giving them tools to refute the argument. So like last night I had on a guy, his name was, uh, I can't remember his name. He's in Florida running for Congress, uh, Willie Montague. Um, and he was making the case that we need voter IDs. We need all this stuff, you know, to stop voter fraud. So I just asked him questions, you know, the questions that any of us would ask somebody in the day, where's the fraud? Show me, how does this help? What do you think about these? And at some point I got to the point where I said to him, I said, if you knew that voter IDs would suppress the black vote and didn't do anything about fraud, would you still support them? He said, yes. Wow. So I ended the interview because then we're good. Yeah, yeah. If, if that's your position, I can't, I can't, at least you are honest about it, but then I'm going in the conversation because then my audience can say, okay, this ain't about what they think. It's, right. they, this ain't about what they said it's about. So for me, it's about striking that balance. But, but I think the problem is for so many years when I was at CNN, the problem was while Hillary was running for president, we didn't check Trump. We didn't check, start checking Trump until October. And, and until it was clear he's going to be president. Yeah, was like, oh, you know what? We made all this money. We made this mess. We better clean it up before November. And it was too late. And yeah. so for me, if we're holding people accountable and challenging them, I, I feel okay about it. But I think there is a, still a limit. Yeah, because no, I mean, the, the, Rick, the Rick Santorums of the world, right? Still a contributor at CNN. Like, I'm this I, I just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. You Any know? comment on that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, in fairness, he is white. No, and you know, listen, I'm just going to say, because you probably... It, I think, you know, Wajahat Ali t- tweeted about the fact that he got warnings about comments that he made as well. Um, you know, there, there's certain, ex- pe- the people of color have a much shorter 
lane of what you can say before you get in big trouble. What was the, the genius? Uh, his, his name is leading my head who writes all these books about God and religion. Reza Aslan. Reza Aslan, who is a genius. I have, I have two copies of God uh, on that shelf back there. So I'm sorry, uh, Reza Aslan. Brilliant guy, genius. I would hire him if I could get him at MSNBC, but he was considered unacceptable. You, you know, there's certain things we know, you know, that you, that ideas you want to express, we just have such a smaller lane. Yep. And and somebody like Rick Santorum, who has been doing, it's not like he just said this one thing. Right. Right. And he's still there and was able to go on, you know, with Chris Cuomo and just, and that's it. And there isn't anything, you know, it it is, it is, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's strange that they're, and they're so invested in it. Again, I mean, what if I if I had gone on Chris Cuomo or Reza had gone on Chris Cuomo and said, well, Mark, what did you mean? Explain this. Whatever. Right. There's, no, you, there's no space for that. There's no space for that. And, right. that, and that's, just, I think, what Waj, Waj, you know, Waj, Wajat was saying. Huh? And he's absolutely right, right? Because there, you if, if the right argument is that the left is making certain ideas unacceptable, which I don't think the, the left is doing that. There, there's, there's certain ideas, you know, Nazism, neo-Nazism is unacceptable, right? If there are people right. that are espousing neo-Nazism, that is just unacceptable. We just all have to agree on something's being unacceptable. But, you know, they're trying to lump everything in and say that they're trying to make just anything conservative unacceptable. And I don't think that's the case. No. Because no. Rick Santorum is still operating freely and openly at CNN. Exactly. Yeah. And he's yeah. not even a major contributor. I mean, no. it's 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 odd that they're investing so much in protecting somebody who, who contributes so little. I mean, it's not like he's like a daily contributor. He's not like Angela Rye was. He's not like I was. He's not like you know. There are people we were on every day. You, yeah. You, you, you know what I mean? Uh, and 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 I must you know. Th- there's lots of people who are on a lot. You know, Bakari Sellers. You know, on all the time. He was on all the time. They're like, Rick Santorum. You see once a month. It would be nothing to get rid of him. It was like Jeffrey Lord. You know, but they got rid of Jeffrey Lord. Because it was it was easy, but for whatever reason, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't explain other than he's white. <laughs> <laughs> it's just amazing to me because it's like you know he's he he's when he's on, it's during moments when they have the most eyes. It's usually on election night, right? It's mm. on on big nights, and I just think it's dangerous to give a voice to someone like that consistently. Much like what you were saying, you know, with Trump early on. Right. Yep. It's, there's really no difference here with well, what the the the, to, the tone of what he's saying. Well, to, to Mark, to your to that point, though, do you think it's because th- there is a different kind of deference given to politicians and ex-politicians that their that their thoughts are seen as value? You know, that Donald Trump, if he was just still the guy on The Apprentice, wouldn't have gotten, you know, the fact that he's now a, po- a political figure, that people give a lot of latitude to political figures. Do you think that's true? I, I think that that's an interesting point. I don't know though if we would do that for Shaka Fatah. I don't know if we. So, so I'll say I, I think it's both and. I think we do give more latitude to politicians. We treat we just we, there's just a different there's just more more leash, just longer rope. But then also I still think even among that, black folks still have have get, get a different get a different treatment, um, and and that seems to be consistent across the board. If we don't well, if we don't play ball, are you going to talk on your show about this Colorado state representative who called his black colleague buckwheat? Because <laughs> that kind of stuff is happening. What do you make of the openness of racism now in the public square? <laughs> and the non-stop. It's non-stop. Right. It, yeah. it's, it, it's actually, I'm like, do I pay attention to the news more or are white people just tripping more right now? I right. mean, I, I, it's all the answer. I think, but I, yeah, but we got to cover it because it, it's it, it's actually stunning. And, I, and, and there's a level of, 
I don't know if there's a sense of like, we'll become so overwhelmed, like with Trump, right? Trump said so much wild stuff that at some point we just couldn't be outraged by everything. I almost feel like we're being bombarded by so much racism and anti-blackness that it's hard, it's, it becomes almost unwieldy, but we have to be disciplined and do it. Even if we got to do it in shifts, we got to cover all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need to have a meeting. We should have a meeting and share among all our shows how much of this stuff we're going to deal with so that we can all save our, our you know, our psychological Exactly. Thing, you know, together. Yeah, I would, I would love to see like the FaceTime or Zoom between all of you all like to decompress after your show, like at <laughs> 11 o'clock or midnight, just kind of like all of y'all come together and just kind of talk about it. Only Mark, if there's a therapist involved. We need yeah, one, right? <laughs> Mark, I have to ask you, you know, with the, with the success, you know, this, this new show and you always have wonderful things going on in your career. But last year you suffered tremendous loss. And mm, I just yeah. wonder how you are doing just personally, emotionally, you know, how you're coping with everything. Uh, not well, I'm better, better. Yeah. Um, I, uh, losing my father and my sister so close together was really tough. Yeah. Um, one I sort of expected, um, you know, caring for my father, I sort of expected it. Um, he died on, on the 11th. We buried him on the 28th. Um, my sister died on the 29th. Yeah. Um, so it was like no, 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 no chance to recover, no chance to, you know. And there was there were so many things um over the last year and a half that's been hit me left and right. And death was like the just the cap on it. Yeah. In in a season where there's so much stuff going on, right? I mean, we're right. we're in pandemics, people are dying, people are sick, you can't see them. And I think the hardest part was not only not only did my father pass, um, but um, as the the last year I didn't get to see him. I mean, the COVID took him from us. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, I saw him in February. Uh, he went to the, he went he went into a nursing home. We couldn't get to the hospital to see him, and it was the only time I got to see him was when he got rushed to the hospital. Because then I, the hospital had more, much more um, availability than the nursing home did by the summer, and so um, it was just so tough, honestly. Um, but but the hardest part was thinking that somebody who was so loved and who lived to be ninety something had to basically die yeah. alone from something that was largely preventable right. or at least yeah. reducible. Yeah. You know, it didn't have to yeah. be this way. You know. And so grief is hard, man. And and grief comes in waves. And the first couple of months was uh was especially hard because I chose to keep working. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to stop. Uh, I was actually out in LA when he went I, I was FaceTiming him and, and he had this it was this great day we, we he had. He was super he it was as healthy as I'd seen him. He was smiling. I show I remember being on the balcony and I showed him this palm tree. I was like, I'm in California, like, look at this palm tree. He smiled and he loved it, you know. You could not have told me that 12 hours later he would have passed. Oh. And I was shooting uh, a series of specials for VH1 and I got to call it LA time, maybe 5 a.m. Uh, or 3 a.m., excuse me. And I had to be, a, I had a call time of like eight, nine o'clock and I just went. Um, mm. They told me, obviously not, I care what they told me or not, but they, you know, they, they said, you can go home, you can do this, you can, I was like, nah, let's just go. And I stayed out there and worked um, because I knew when I came home, kind of like the world, the world became real again. And I yeah. had, you know, my brothers were there and other people were there. So um, anyway, I uh, I kept working. January came, I kept working. Um, and 
you know, still going to therapy, still doing other things. You know, I wasn't completely ignoring it, but there's a thing about work that allows you to not have to process and deal and feel everything. Mm-hmm. So I had to kind of take time to actually feel. Um, and, and the grief comes in. And as you know, like funerals happen, <clears throat> people die, people, they have funerals, people send you flowers, they send you notes. And then there comes a moment where they expect you to be up and running again. Yeah. The moment I sent out that, it's funny, like the moment I sent out a tweet, it might have been like a month later, but the moment I sent out a tweet about anything other than death, yeah. The phone call started again. Oh, Mark, we need you to. Can yeah. you do this? Can you? The world, the world is normal again for 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 um for them for the world, you know. And 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 so I had to be intentional about carving out time to say I'm not okay. Yeah. Um, and I haven't been okay. And um, it's like I'm okay, but I'm not okay. Like I navigate the world. I'm good. Um, but there's times where the grief just hits me, and I have to be intentional again about processing it and being present for other people, but also you know being being gentle and merciful with myself. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that that you are in therapy. It makes such a difference and that it's something that you can afford, you know, because right. for so many people, you know, it's just a, it's such a time that we're in. I have so many conversations and, you know, I know you guys too with people who are not okay, that are yeah. struggling, you know, with, you know, things that are compounded right now, so many things. And it's like, you know, we got to talk about this stuff with each other yeah. um, and check on each other. Um you know, more than we do, you Ooh, know? Yeah. Yeah. Carrying so much, everybody's carrying so much. And the and last two years have made us carry even more, you know? Yeah, and, the last four. <laughs> right, how about that? In the long yeah. four years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, well, I'm, I'm you know, I, I hope it just, it, it gets better. I know, like you said, it comes in waves and it, you know, it, it it's like, you know, with the losses that you suffered, it's hard to get to the, it's hard to say, you know, oh, it's it's good now. I'm good with it now. You know, I don't right. know, you know, when, when you get to that point, I think you just- I don't know if you ever do. People tell me you don't ever actually get to that point. You just yeah. learn to manage it differently. And, and, yeah, and, and, just and, manage it. That's yeah. correct. That's Unfortunately. I, I know a few people want to tell you that when you, you know, lose a parent, that you get over it. I mean, I lost my mother when I was 17. I'm still not over it. So I, I, I don't have good news on that front. <laughs> yeah. but, it, but it's comforting to know that it, it, it at least shifts, right? So it becomes manageable, yeah. bearable. Manageable. Yeah. That's right. And yeah. you can find the joy in the memory. You know, I have, I, I, when people lose someone, I have this you know, tendency to say, may their memory be a blessing. It's, it's like a thing you say, but I really mean it. Because the, yeah. the, the reality is, is that over time, what happens is the memories become like the sweet memories become a blessing in your life. And you can laugh about the good things and you can appreciate that part of it without always dwelling in the grief. But it's just unfortunately, the grief is kind of like, it's like a halo that just never goes away, unfortunately. Ooh, yes. But you can manage it over time and it, and it, yeah. gets, it does get better. But it's a lot. It's a lot to deal with for you with um, your your dad and your sister. That's a lot at once. Yeah. 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 I'm hoping post-Father's Day think this Father's Day is going to be, I'm probably oh, a wreck. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, I'm hoping things, 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 uh, things, Take things. that week off. Take the whole week off. <laughs> He's no not going to listen to us. He's going to work through it. This is an extra I... therapy session for you. Take that week off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Don't let Jackie uh, get at you because she will make you take a month off. Like, Jackie's been like, you're I taking will. six weeks off. <laughs> she don't take Yo. no for an answer. <laughs> Yo, before we go, I got, I, I got to say, one of the great moments in, 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 in TV history, modern TV history, is you and Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Yo, I watched that thing so many times. It got a couple million views. At least a thousand of them is mine. <laughs> I, just thank you, <laughs> Tuckums. He listen. He started it, and all I'm gonna say is I wouldn't have come for him because he came for me first multiple times, and I let it go for a hot minute. 
It was three, four times before I said something. Right. So. The race lady like said she had enough. Enough <laughs> is enough, damn it. Said, the race lady said, don't come unless you are called for. Yeah. Oh, the joy that brought me. <laughs> oh, my God. Because, Mark, Mark, the facts, the facts, just the fact, the way she laid it out. It oh, my God. Like, and can I tell you, Mark, I mean, look, you know, we all, as you know, we have writers, we have everybody on the show, but there's certain things I write myself. Like when I have to do a rant, I sit yeah. down and I write that joint myself. I wrote, that's the fastest thing I've ever written. I wrote that in 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad. I was so good at man, but I was in a mood. I was like, I said, <laughs> it's over. Oh, it was over in 10 hot minutes. And I was poetry. like clicking on like finding uh, uh, YouTube clips. I'm like, put this in, put this in, back check that, back check that, send it to my team. I was like, bam, do that. Wow. <laughs> like, Has he said anything in response, Joanne? Nothing. The thing is so funny. Michael Steele texted me and he said, Ooh, Lord. He said, listen, if he has any good advisors, he'll just let it go. And for now he has let it go. We actually work in the same building technically. So there, at some point I may end up riding an elevator with this man because we, oh, had, be we work in the same building in DC. So, oh no, my plans for that is, you know, when you get in an elevator and it's real awkward because, you know, and you try to face, you try to look forward. I'm going to look right at him. And call him Tuckums. Call him Tuckums. You all right? You okay? <laughs> oh, I would pay to see that. I would pay to see that. Oh, man. And keep a Harvard hat in your bag. Just so when you <laughs> right. that on. I mean, I might have a Harvard hat in my bag and throw a Yale sweatshirt over my shoulder, put a, like a bastard thing around my side and say, Tuckums, you all right, baby? You need anything? Okay. That was the read of read. It was perfect. It, it was absolutely perfect. It was it was flawless. It was just it was just laid out so well. Oh my god. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. That's that's big coming from y'all. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I'm still getting texts. I just got one from Jamaica last night. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, talk. What the boy I ain't got him tuckums? <laughs> oh my goodness i'm getting like those texts now i'm getting all the like patois texts at this point it just recently and, hit jamaica apparently. <laughs> and quickly um uh, mark we want to let people know that if they need a book where do they need to go bobby's uncle bobby's you can go to uncle bobby's.com b-o-b-b-i-e-s and uh i'm so proud of that store you know it, we opened in 2017 didn't expect a, a pandemic to come um, but the people held us down. And honestly, during the pandemic, things got better. Our online presence grew. Uh, some of it is, you know, white people buying a whole lot of race books after George Floyd. You know, I don't know if they read them, but they bought them. I tell you, right them. Now, but every time black person gets shot, white people will buy a book. <laughs> You know, white, the lady who wrote White Fragility got another book coming out. And she's like, oh, there, there's all oh. <laughs> <laughs> She wrote it like she's you like wrote to tuck them, please. Right. She's like, that little Kermit meme. She's like, let me get another one out. <laughs> exactly. I know. I got to do a commercial for Uncle Bobby's because I have been there and enjoyed it. It is one of the dopest bookstores. It is not only a cool space. I love that back little living room part of it. Oh, yeah. It's very cool. It's a great space. It's like the, it's like what the library used to be when I was a kid, where it's like comfortable and you can hang out there. Because we used to hang at the library all day. My mom used to, you know, we were we didn't have money. So like trips were like the library all day. On Saturday, right. You know? <laughs> and, and it's right. the most like that experience of any bookstore that I've ever been in. It's really a great place. Everyone, who, if you're in Philly or now, you can just catch it online. Uncle Bobby's, is, is, is it, it is the joint. It's great. 
Yeah, I'm so proud. And when things open up, we're going to have live events again. Both of y'all got to come down and do stuff with us. Yes. And, um, yeah, we could do a podcast great. from there one time. We should. Oh, that would be so dope. I would, and then we could have wine. Because last time I was with y'all, we had wine. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's correct. We can do it. Let's do yeah. it. We're going to plan on that. All these like a plan. pandemic dates that we got. Uncle Bobby's is at the top of the list, man. Yes. I love it. Amen. I love it. Well, Mark, well, thank you so much. Yes. And congrats on the new show. It's great. Um, they got a y'all got a great lineup over there at the Black News Channel. So it's 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 a it's a strong lineup. So I hope yeah. people check it out. Thank you so much. I love y'all. I think y'all should right make the seven o'clock hour open though. Just you know. No, you need to come on over. Huh? You need, you need to come on over there. <laughs> Listen, Cousin Joanne is on at seven. That's what I'm saying. You got to leave that open. So oh, you said the seven o'clock time. Seven o'clock. Yes. Oh, seven. You know we got somebody coming at seven. That y'all know, know too. Wait, who's coming at seven? Uh, can I, I know say, Charles Blow is at 10. We got uh, Aisha. I, I think I can say Aisha. Who is Aisha uh, Moody Mills coming over at 7? She's going to yeah. be my competition. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there's plenty of room. There's plenty of room. There's plenty of room. Okay. There, is, of... there is room for all of us. Uh, there's, listen, DVRs exist. I always tell people, you can watch Jeopardy and Aisha. And I'm going to let people know you can watch all of it. Okay? Because <laughs> Jeopardy on is 17. So I get it. <laughs> exactly. This is so great, If I ever get a black host, I'm just through. <laughs> I'm loving having all these black people hosting shows in primetime. It's just great, man. I'm loving it. Don't get it. No better. Yeah. it don't it's, get no better. It's a beautiful world. It's a beautiful really? world. We're building. We're trying. <laughs> no, Mark, thank you so much for your time, honey. My pleasure. Always. Talk to you all soon. right, cousin Mark. Talk to you soon. Bye. So what you gonna do for you this weekend? So uh for me this weekend, um it is Mother's Day weekend, of course. <laughs> and yeah, happy Mother's, Mother's Day early. Thank you very much. And I'm also a, a, a new pet mom as well as the existing pet mom to Isis, to Mr. <laughs> Isis. So I don't know what the fam has planned, but it's going to be something fun. And then, of course, my cousins who all live in the neighborhood, they doing their little drive-by thing. So I'll probably drive by and drop off some gift certificates for all of them and call my godmother. And, you know, just do the regular Mother's Day weekend. Other than that, I'll be asleep. <laughs> How about I, you? What I are you going to do? Yes. What are you going to do for you, my dear? I am driving to Atlanta this weekend. Oh, it's happening. I know it's happening. So I've been getting it together, getting the dogs together so they can see their grandma and be all groomed up. So getting it together because I'm going to be down there for a while. But yeah. And how long are you going to be in Atlanta? For a month. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll be well, working listen. from there, doing my show from down there. Okay. And, um, helping my mom out with all kinds of stuff. That's why I'm staying for so long. Um, yeah. But it'll be nice to just be somewhere different, even though, you know, everybody's like, oh, we got to get together. Oh, we got, I'm like, mm -mm -mm. Mm -mm. I was just about to say, ma'am, because Atlanta is off the chain. People in the clubs and the parties, it's COVID everywhere. It's Don't even go out. Girl, I'm not planning on it. Can you believe Keisha Bottoms is not going to run again? Uh, that's a whole nother story. We're trying to get to the bottom of it because she said it's not because she's taking the job at Walgreens, which is what everybody was assuming. Right. You know, Walgreens has a new a black woman CEO. And so people right. are like, oh, she's getting a job there. She said that's not it. So, you and know, we are making officer. calls. Well, listen, on the readout, you know, the producers, we are already on it, trying to figure out if we can get her to come on and do an exclusive and tell us what's, give us the scoopola. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, is she becoming an ambassador? Is she, you know what? So it's got to be something amazing that she's going to be doing. I mean, I, I don't know. 
I would hope so. I hope that it's something positive, positive something yes. negative that is pushing her out. Well, she um, said in her press conference today that it's nothing with her family because we know both she and her husband did have COVID. They both did yeah. suffer through COVID. But she says it's not family related. I do hope, right? We All we want from Miss Keisha Lance Bottoms is that it be a positive move, something that's great for you, sister, that you are elevating in the world and doing something that makes you happy. And that's what we hope. I know. We definitely hope that here. And who's going to run for mayor of Atlanta? It might have to be you. Oh, child, no. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Everybody would be vegan. It would just, the whole city would be vegan. Cow is banned. Oh, my God. The right will be so mad. You know, they're so mad about the hamburgers. They're like, everybody's going to take away our hamburgers. And Jackie's oh my like, God. I, I they're do so want to take away your hamburgers. <laughs> they're so extreme. Yeah. Slutty vegan. Slutty vegan. Um, Pinky Cole, the girl, the lady who runs Slutty Vegan, she would definitely be on my team if I if I were the mayor of Atlanta. <laughs> well, you might want to think about it. You could make a, a change. I have to give you a name before we before I let you go. Yes. This woman is um her name is Tabitha Brown. Have you heard? Of oh, I know Tabitha. Tabitha. Yeah, so she is. Tab- she is a rock star in the vegan world. She's an actress who, and she's been at it. You know, the thing that blew her up was this uh, TikTok video that went viral where she turned carrots into like, made them crispy into bacon flavored strips. That oh. went viral and got her like over a million hits. And and it was like, the rest was history. But before that moment, she was always on the plant-based eating grind and, you know, posting things and telling about her story because she did it for, oh, I know all about Tabitha Brown. She did it for health oh. reasons. And now she's out there. I mean, she's been around for a while. You know, I'd never heard really of her. But you know, overnight success, but it really was yeah. Interesting. Well, she reads my favorite sleep story. The current sleep story that I'm using to go to sleep yeah. is Tabitha Brown telling a story um, on on uh, on the Com app. So that's how yeah. it's the only reason I've ever known of her. I never uh, heard her. So yeah, we should invite her on the show. We should. Oh God, I would love that because she is such a calming force. Her voice is wonderful. Yeah, she's supposed to be getting a talk show with uh with Ellen under Ellen's guidance on I don't know if it's going to be wow. like that video happened and she just blew up. She's been everywhere. She's been on own. She's acting. She's got all kinds of endorsement Fabulous. deals like and I'm so happy for her. Fabulous. She's a Futures. Okay, that's our futures call for the day. Well, Miss Jackie, you said that I need to take 15 minutes <laughs> in between things. I have yes. to get 4.15, so I will now take seven minutes uh, in between my next thing. And uh, and good luck on the move. Um, go with God. Drive carefully um, with will. some good music in your playlist. And I'll be at an ATL. Yes, I will. You guys, be sure to follow us on all social media at Read This, Read That. And we will... See you next time. Don't forget to follow Miss Jackie Reed on Vegan Sexy Cool because yes, so where you need to find her as well uh, on the app as well as online. Thank you all for listening and watch and- Joanne on the readout every See Monday through Friday at seven PM. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>